Happy one week out from the Combine Draft Crafters. It's Dan, it's JP, and I'm getting a little giddy over here, dude. It's 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 time. It's time for all of the stuff we've been thinking about and projecting and wondering. Is this guy this tall? Is this guy weigh this much? Is he that fast? Is he what does he do? All of that stuff, at least for a large portion of the guys we're trying to be uh, evaluating, so to speak, over the uh, the next couple of months is going to come into focus. Oh, you have no idea. I'm super, super stoked. Uh, You know know what's crazy? I I should have told you this before we got on air here. Um, (laughs) Guess what happened? You don't even know, so you're going to have a live reaction to this. You know how how we're going to the the NFL draft, right? Okay. Just in Detroit. Booked the the Airbnb about a month and a half ago. We are indeed. Yep. Yesterday, they canceled our reservation. Right. Probably because they're going to yeah, get more money for it for somebody else. Because it's is the that draft. even right? Like, how can they do that? How can they just? Oh, it's it's and look, oh, no, none of it's right. I mean, well, and again, that's the way things work. Airbnb, everybody, hotels. I've had people have hotel rooms get canceled on them because it's the NFL draft, and I'm guessing so people I booked weren't paying early. attention to those details when they allowed people to book at a normal rate, and they're jacking prices on people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People are just, and they're going to, they can do that. They can hypothetically cancel. Anybody can cancel anything. It's how the terms and conditions work out. And it's to protect them in the case of, oh, hey, uh, something came up, especially Airbnbs, because it might be somebody's house. Who knows? Uh, yeah, in this case, I'm just about guaranteeing you it's because they think they can get more money because it's the NFL draft. So uh, I got a better idea. Let's just pitch a there tent in the back of your truck. Done. And we'll make it, we'll make it go good from there, dude. <laughs> all right well hey we'll sort out all of that don't worry we know people in detroit we'll make something happen it's going to be great very much looking forward to the draft but before we can even get there two months away we have a whole bunch of players to still talk about again we've been moving through every position group been looking at uh the our 12 packs so to speak of the best players at each position going into the combine next week we're on a running backs and this has been a weird class dude i think we can talk about that from the beginning there's no there's no Jameer Gibbs, there's no Bijan Robinson type player in this draft of running backs, but there's a whole bunch of guys that could be great or could just completely not have an impact. So it's going to be interesting to try to figure this out, but let's start out with the two things we usually do. One, how many running backs usually get drafted? Because you know it's probably more than 12. And well, two, in the last five years, you got a Detroit Barry Sanders, and if you go since 2008, you got an Oklahoma State Barry Sanders. So. For those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a twenty for the last five and a twenty one <laughs> for uh, since two thousand and eight. So it actually has gone down mm-hmm. over time. And it, what's interesting is if you look at if you look at three of the last four years, okay. only eighteen. So it's definitely trending down for the running backs. Because if you go you go back about mm-hmm. ten years, dude, there's like twenty four and twenty three. Tw- sure, two thousand seventeen, there were twenty six. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think because of the way the game has changed, you know, with, with positional versatility and things like that, you're seeing people uh, and where they, they wait things. They're probably waiting until the UDFAs to grab a running back that they you know, might want to wait on necessarily. They don't want to take them in the first couple of rounds, whatever. They're just letting all of that shift backwards. And so you think if you're in the sixth or seventh round, maybe you're going to wait until UDFA time to grab a running back. Yeah, I don't why necessarily disagree with that logic at all anyways. But, uh yeah. So that's twenty for Detroit Lions and twenty one for Oklahoma <laughs> State. If if somebody doesn't know, I feel like they should all know Barry mm-hmm. Sanders' numbers, but that's just me. 
Um, but what's interesting though is that you can see it's definitely trending down. Sorry, I got a husky. <laughs> of course here. you do. Uh, it's been a while since he yeah. made his cameo. Um, the last four years, three of the last four years, only eighteen running mm-hmm. backs drafted. So if you look at some of the other years prior, um, twenty five and twenty six, mm-hmm. I mean they're definitely way more. I see twenty ten was an extreme outlier with only. 13 okay. running backs in 2010. All right. So there's there's a world where we could see anywhere between 13 and 25 running backs. Stick is what you're telling me. Uh, let's see. 13 is the low. 26 okay. is the That's high. That's a heck yeah. of a range. So let's say it's probably somewhere right around 20. And uh, and I'm saying that numbered for two reasons. One, because it seems like it's about the middle. And two, because I think we both actually threw numbers, like ranked numbers at this point, on about 20 guys. Yep, I have exactly well, 20 While we're at it, why don't you give me the eight that didn't make it, and we're not going to dive into those guys. You're just going to say their names. I'm going to do the same thing, and then we'll see where we're at. All right. Uh, I'll start at 13. Okay, I'll well, you do that. I'm going to say yep if they're guys um, that I've got, so we don't have to worry about you know me going through the same list. Go for it. Uh, 13, I got yep. Isaiah Davis. 14, mm-hmm. Dylan Johnson. 15, mm-hmm. Frank Gore Jr. 16, Corey okay. Schrader. 17, Amani Bailey. I didn't have him. 18, 18, you don't have Imani Bailey from TCU? No. Oh, man, I thought he could maybe, maybe. Move All right, up. I, I got to look into him. 18, Jaden Sheridan. Okay. Uh, 19, Tyrone no. Tracy. And then 20, I just put him here because I figured he'd be way higher on everyone's list in the whole world, but he never did anything. He didn't wow me, but I put my on Williams. From and Williams State. is on the, the not on my 20. He's like at the back end of that, but I also didn't have a couple of you guys. We're going to have to do some more talking about some of those guys. I know there's one or two that you had, uh, or that I have on here that you're probably going to talk about in the same thing. Schrader's in my top 12, so we'll talk about him, but uh, I'm surprised you know him. Juar Jordan from Louisville on here, and then Jaquavius Marks. I looked at him. From Mississippi State. Rashina Lee, I know he had the injury, but I still think someone's going to take a chance on him. Well, Marks, Marks is, yeah, Lee I left out intentionally because I just wanted mm-hmm. to learn more, but um, or he would have been way higher. <clears throat> but um, Marks oh, is going See, back I, to school. That's the problem, man. There's too many running backs. I get confused. I think he went to U.S. I think he went oh, to there you go. No, The funny thing is, last year you were the one having issues to transfer, transfer portal and all that stuff. This year it's me. And yeah, somehow I Friday, got it bud. together. And it makes sense uh, that you'd go to USC because uh, I think uh, you and I both might be talking about a USC running back at some point in our list. So, all right, those are the names that didn't make our list. Let's start with number 12. Who starts off your 12-pack, bud, or rather finishes off if you want to start with 12? You get the idea. Go for it. Uh, 12 for me is Dylan Laub. Ah. Laub? Laub? Uh, the New Hampshire He was just Laub outside. Um, he's yep. just outside yours. See, he'll he'll end Most up likely. being in yours. I'm sure of it because he did this. He is a true dual mm-hmm. threat guy. This is a guy who had 68 receptions nice. this past year and 49. That's definitely year more prior. than other guys we're going to talk about now. Today. I, yeah, I'm not super impressed with his yards per attempt, especially playing at New Hampshire, which is why I put mm-hmm. him at 12 because um, this is four six and four nine in the, the two years. But um, dude. He's got some burst, man. Like he he like starts out at top mm-hmm. speed. He was the guy that I was when when we first you know were doing the show. I was sitting there playing on my phone. I was like, what? man, he's quick. <laughs> and you're like, what? Who's quick? Mm-hmm. Dylan Lau. He's quick. So I, I've got some concerns with with the yards per attempt mm-hmm. um, at that level. I mean, you would have think he would he would have shredded it, but um, there's enough there that, that I like that I'm intrigued mm-hmm. in. So. 
uh, more to come. Yeah, I'm just looking at his numbers, and it's definitely had a weird season in some ways. There's a couple games where he barely played. I uh, didn't play much against Central Michigan, fire up chips. Uh, but then there's other games where, you know, he ripped off 180 yards against Dartmouth. So, yeah, definitely someone that I'm curious to see how he does, and he could certainly improve his standing with a really good combine. Uh, I didn't actually have any small school guys in my top 12, which is a bit of a departure. No, take it back. Dude, what I is going one, on? I didn't have any FCS guys. I didn't have a small school guy in there. So, I don't know, right? I don't know. I swear. What is, what is going on? You're usually the transfer mm-hmm. portal guy and the small school guy, and you, it's you're a weird, falling apart. It's a weird man. time of life for me. But uh, you know who you know who made a, a good move with his transfer was Ray Davis. He's number 12 for me. 5'10", 216 back from Kentucky by way of Vanderbilt by way of Temple. <laughs> this is a dude who's gotten around, right? But he's another one of those. There's several guys today that are in that five nine to five eleven and two hundred to two hundred twenty pound range. That seems like it's just there's so many running backs that are in there. There's not a ton of tall running backs this year is what it felt like to me. But compact guy, got that tough running style, is actually a pretty capable receiver. Did see him, you know, do some wheel routes. He's not just the guy who's gonna catch a screen and run, but uh, he's got some crisp cuts. Looks like he, he just is patient to find the lanes. Had thirty two catches this year, had a thousand yards each the last two yards or two years. 5.7 yards per carry this year, which was his best average. So you saw that ratchet up. But here's the thing. we did. Proje- I did projections. Like, I just kind of looked through what people have been saying about these guys and their speeds. He's, like, projecting for maybe a 4, 5, 8, 4, 6, which is not ideal for a guy who's 5'10 and 215 pounds. So the, there's a question mark on the speed piece. He looked like he was quick enough. Uh, but, again, these are all projections. That's why the combine next week will give us an idea of where these guys are at. Because, again, while straight line speed isn't a be-all, end-all, obviously you want to see what their 10-yard split is, stuff like that, especially for a running back and they get through the lane. Uh, it's still a question. If you if you don't have top-end speed, you, you're just limited at the running back position. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's – it definitely helps, sure. but I mean, you do have your your outliers there. Remember the muscle Look. hamster? I uh, was a huge Doug Martin guy, and he he wasn't mm-hmm. the quickest cat. But again, if so, you're quick, you don't have to I mean, be fast, right? So ways. Then you can hit the hole, right? All right, who's eleven for you? Uh, eleven for me. I went with another uh, dual threat mm-hmm. running back here. Um, I went uh, Will Shipley number ten from for me. Clemson. Okay, okay. So, I mean, not nowhere near Lobb's right. reception totals here. He's got in the 30s mm-hmm. the past two years. He's got a little bit better yards per attempt. Not great, but he's definitely playing at a – If you're over five – Much tougher yeah, level of competition. If you're over five, it's so. at least like you, yeah, you he can was, be okay with that. He's right over You want guys five. to be over six you know, to kind of more yeah. impress you. but Yeah, he. so, I mean, I think the main thing with him, though, I, I, obviously, like I said, he's dual threat – He's he's a natural mm-hmm. catcher. I mean, he he's yep. he's quick more than yep. fast, but I think he's still supposed to run yep. in the four fours. He just looks quick too. I think he uses the quickness more than he uses. The no, speed. it does, does because that makes sense. Like he's quick right. and fast, but he just uses. He seems the like the more. kind. Of, I mean, he he'll break one, but it's it's almost like he doesn't focus on breaking one. He's not looking to hit a home run every time like some guys are. He's looking to get the ball, get as much as he can, and he's not like needing the home run. If it makes any sense, I don't know. It's definitely a quirky guy. Here's my yeah. issue with him, though, dude. I, he had well, yeah, no, no power. power. Right? That's, right. That was he's my definitely weakness. not. He's definitely more of the scat back type. He's definitely more of a finesse runner. But also, his numbers were down this year. And I don't know if it was because Clemson across the board, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things. You want to see a guy trend upward, and he he trended downward this season. And so he's he's one of those guys. He's here because there's so much potential for him, but I don't know what it's going to take to unlock that. No, I'm. I'm but with he was you ten there. for me. My 11, 
was a guy that you left out because you just, I don't know, you're not liking Missouri Tigers, which you should be concerned about given the fact that uh, you know, the Lions just picked up a Missouri coach, right? But Cody Schrader, uh, 5'9", 214. Another guy that's... Don't think we're going to probably, the running back. Not, not early. <laughs> it's a so. Sixth rounder, maybe, right? Uh, but he's uh, he's another one that's slated to run close to a 4-6, so that's uh, definitely a question. But another guy with quick steps, compact, physical style guy. Uh, it seems like he's all right at breaking tackles, decent receiving backs. One of those things where he just... He seems like he's he doesn't look like someone who's going to wow you. And then he ripped off 950 yards rushing in his last six games this season. So that's kind of where he just sort of burst onto the scene the second half of the year. Had an okay year last year and then just exploded to the end of this year. So a lot of people were, were kind of just starting to get to know him. Very physical style runner. Still averaged 5.8 a carry. Started getting some of those chunk plays at the back end of the season. So this is a dude who does seem like he, he doesn't mind contact, which is all, always nice to see in a running back. He's a bit thicker guy, but he looks like the kind of guy who does try to hit a home run every time he comes out there. And he showed that towards the end of the season, ripping off some chunk plays. So uh, I was watching um, some of those things. And the guy gets outside and has a bounce. And he might not be fast, but he's certainly quick enough to get to the second level. Well, I can look into him again maybe someday. We'll see here. But I did my dive, and he was all right. Nothing that super wowed me, but maybe maybe I go. missed something. But number number 10 for me, you want to talk about compact, okay? <laughs> Kamani wow. Vidal. Hating on Vidal. him. Vidal. My boy Vidal. What do you mean hating Put him on at him? 10. Rude. Rude. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, I got him, I got him at 10. He is one compact mm-hmm. dude. He's, 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 I'm talking like 5'7, like 210 or something like that. 5'8, 218 is what I saw. So he's another one of those guys to be curious to see how he measures. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, but. Um, super productive dude with mm-hmm. 1,600 yards rushing, up 1,700 if you round up. Uh, he showed enough in the passing game to where, you know, he, he can mm-hmm. contribute. But I just keep going back to, you know, just the, the power and the downhill right. running and how balanced mm-hmm. he is. Like, so, so balanced. Like, when when he's in contact, like, uh, it, it takes a lot to take the we guy down. Wobble. I'm just saying. He's got that low, low center mm-hmm. of gravity. And he's fun to watch. He is one of the guys that I have a little asterisk next to where he could maybe Mm -hmm. move up. We'll see. I feel okay. Um, Like right now, I don't think he could get my top seven, but I could definitely see. Well, I'll have a lot of fun with telling you where he comes in when we get there. I'll give you the rest of my take right now while we're talking about him. Here's the thing. I agree with what you said on all those points. This dude had a thousand yards after contact this year. That right there is, is one of those things that That's points insane. out. It's like he's quick to the second level, and the dude, you you cannot arm tackle this man. He is too sick to arm tackle. You have got to drive him. Uh, and, again, he's still got pretty quick feet for a dude his size. He's also not afraid to lower the shoulder because his shoulder's going to go into your abdomen because of his height, right? Uh, but, again, like you said, he's also a capable receiver. He's he's shorter, obviously. He's listed at 5'7 or 5'8, which means hopefully he is. But that's the thing. It's like this dude is is he fits the John Gruden, you know, uh, naming of a rolling ball of butcher knives. Like he just he's that type of a running back. And there are teams that can still benefit from somebody like that because he's not just a boring downhill runner. He has enough like shifty ability to to cut back and, and drop step and stuff like that to where he's going to be able to be productive at the next level. And I'll tell you where I have him ranked when we get there. Plus, that was my excuse to get us back on track because now you're at number nine. And so am I. Go ahead. Oh, I'm back up, yeah. am I? Okay, so this is an interesting one for me because I, like, when I was watching mm-hmm. footage and whatnot, everything tells me that I like 
Vidal more than this guy. <laughs> okay, but been there. And I think I think I probably I, I guess I just had a tough time. I couldn't get away from the seven point one yards <laughs> per attempt with him. And he's fairly compact mm-hmm. as well. I mean, he's five nine two seventeen, so he's the same, just an inch taller. But it's Marshawn. Hey, my Lord. nine as well. Nicely done. It, yeah, I well here. You know me. I I like to adjust as I sit mm-hmm. and have these conversations. I think Vidal probably is above sure. him, but he's just balanced and strong and compact as well. It's like I ha- almost have like the the same notes. He had better yard yards right. per attempt, but he didn't put up anywhere near the, the right. totals. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, well, Lloyd is the guy that managed to be productive. What's your take? He managed to be productive at, at at two different places: the South Carolina and then USC. Which is funny that he managed to stay to USC both times. The positives for him: dude's only had 289 carries, which means there's tread left on the tires. He didn't get burnt out. Yeah, that's running. Not, yep. The negative: he's already 23, and that makes me a little concerned that he you is. got an older guy. He is he's supposed to be relatively fast, like in the mid four four something like that. Vidal's Vidal's only seven yeah, months younger. He's still seven months younger, man. That's still that's still like a oh, uh, more or less a season <laughs> in in the in the football world, right? Uh, which is also why I still have Vidal higher than than Lloyd. But he's a guy. It seems like he's fast, you know, even for being a stocky guy. And again, I think he's gonna run mid four fours. So that makes sense. But what I liked about him is this dude had a quick burst when he hits the hole. So again, seems like he's able to be choppy, able to move around, able to find the holes and make it happen. But again, like you said, I agree. Uh, he had the yards per carry average, which means it, it makes you think, okay, this dude can hit a home run if you need him to. But he also switched schools, had good numbers, but not great numbers. They didn't lean on him in either program to to put put things away for you. So it's like there's, there's question marks there for him. He certainly has potential. And I think that's why some people have him even higher on their boards is the potential. But given where this running back class is at, nine seems like the right spot for him now. Well, I move Vidal up to eight. Fair. So you're getting there. I'm, I'm going to do nine again. <laughs> well, no, it's it's what I it's mm-hmm. like I say. I knew he was probably going to move up because he was one of my guys that I liked the sure. tape the most on. But um, I talked myself completely out of Lloyd. There's just not enough there. And hearing you talk about him, you know, kind of <laughs> solidified that for me. But. I, I went ahead and just moved uh, moved him above Ray Davis, oh, okay. who's my new nine. So I'm doing nine again. I got two <laughs> nines because Vidal's already at eight. But here's the thing. Dude, Ray Davis is 24.29 oh, okay. years old. Then I'm glad I put him back at 12. 20, over, over 24 years old. But I like mm-hmm. his tape a lot. I mean – he he is a powerful right. guy and tons of yards after contact. I mean, this whole little cluster is all your your compact right. power dudes. Like, I I really enjoyed his tape a lot, and I thought he was going to be a guy that would have been higher for me. And I was like, oh my goodness, twenty four <laughs> years old. And I, here's what it is, people. This is the most. This is the number one position mm-hmm. where age factors in because it's the position that has the shortest career. Has the one where your NFL teams just whether it's true or not believe you're a mm-hmm. dime a dozen, so they'll tra- draft you, play you on a rookie contract unless you're like a generational right. talent. They'll just draft another one. So I mean, maybe that saying that out loud, maybe that's okay because if you're just going to draft him and use him as a one contract player, it doesn't really matter. That he's 24 years old, you know what I mean? You'll right. just let him go. But I don't know. Depends on how you're looking at it. 
Uh, he's not the mm-hmm. fastest guy in the world, but but he, he and I think that'd be my main. Other than age and just overall speed, he doesn't really have that breakaway ability. Um, but man, he's powerful. He is he is so powerful, and he's got good vision. I sure. like his tape. So yeah, I again, say. I think the age was a piece of the reason why I put him down where I did too. Because I didn't think he, was, I knew he was older. I didn't realize he was that old. So, uh, eight. Yeah, he's born eleven eleven of nineteen ninety nine. I have a whole lot of nineteen ninety nine guys left in uh, college football. There you go. No, uh, which is also scary nope. to think about because uh, when did you graduate high school? Uh, that w- I was like a right. sophomore. Exactly. That's my point. Like I, I graduated like in two thousand. So. No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was a I was a sophomore in two thousand and one. Right. I know I got you by a couple of years, but my point being, my point Jeez. being is, uh, guys are now born when we were graduating high school and that are playing in college football. So it's all perspective when it comes to that kind of stuff. Number eight for me is a guy. I think if there's anybody on this back end that can move up into the top six is Jalen Wright from Tennessee, and I think there's a decent chance he will be uh, once all is said and done because this guy might run in the low four threes potentially, and if he does that. He is going to jump up a lot of people's boards at 5'11 and 210. Uh, he's also uh, had 22 catches the last couple of years. Uh, he's got two solid seasons of production. He's had over six yards per carry last year, over seven yards this year. He's also only 20 years old right now. Uh, good at breaking tackles, clearly has a breakaway speed. Uh, it seems like he's capable of running between tackles too. Just explosive trying to get across the line. It's, he's got a lot of the qualities you like to see in a running back. He didn't have over-the-top production. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that's right, wrong, or otherwise. It's just it, it is what it is when it comes to how, uh, how they used him at Tennessee. But in his three seasons, he only had 367 carries. He had 1,000 yards this year, uh, 878 last year. So he's averaging exactly what you want from a lot of different ways. And I don't know why he's not higher, maybe because I just didn't pay as much attention as I should have to him. But he was a solid back throughout the year. It just feels like maybe I look at guys that it seems like teams should have used more and they didn't, maybe because Tennessee likes to throw the ball more with Heupel's offense. But this is a dude who contributed a lot to this team and has a, has a great chance to move up from eight. Well, he's he's higher than eight for go. me, so I'll talk <laughs> about him shortly. But uh Here's, here's where I start to okay. feel pretty good. I, I feel pretty good about my top seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, uh, so I really, what I did learn through this whole uh, taking notes <laughs> for this episode today is I actually like this running back class a lot sure. more than I thought I did. Now, I don't think there's any true superstars in this class. A lot class, of contributors. But maybe somebody does that. But, but there, there's these seven running backs mm-hmm. I like quite a bit right here. And obviously they're the ones we already talked about. I, I like a fair amount as well. But these seven are pretty good, mainly mm-hmm. the top six. This guy's like in the tier of I like him a lot or I'm just he's okay. all right. But it's Trey Benson. Hater. There's a couple guys you got to go back and take a look uh, at. Continue. Dude, I, I watched Trey Benson. And, uh, you know, he's, he's fast. Allegedly, I mean – He's a guy who's supposed to run in the four threes as well. I don't necessarily see that on tape, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I see that he gets that build-up speed where like, he's on a long breakaway run. He definitely gets up there. He, he's fast, but I don't see the the burst. I don't see the accelerate. He doesn't get Dude, to his top speed quick. It takes him a I while to get completely. going. I understand completely. Literally, one of my notes on him, and I have him a little higher than you do, so I'm just having some fun with you, but I literally said, has an extra gear, but takes a second to spool up. It's just almost like he, he he's, he's like those, the, yeah. it's like a car with a with a supercharger on it. There's that turbo lag, and all of a sudden it goes, bing, and he's just gone, but it takes, he's not going to, his 10-yard split is probably not going to be impressive, even if his overall 40 time is. 
It, but that's what yeah. cracks me I up. I don't know how like that happens. How, how, he must get going really quick at the end or he's something because I don't you know his what? ten yard I split's not see, gonna be great. He's the first player in a long time where I want to see every ten yard split with him. I'm just curious to see like where is the huge burst. It's like because you know, yeah. some cars like you know all of a sudden you hit third gear and they're just rolling, but this dude is like third gear. Maybe he starts rolling. The one thing I will say for Benson, if there's anything that it makes me nervous about him is he had the ACL MCL tear at Oregon, but he's had two good years since then, so I feel like he's back on track from that. You stole my last ah. little note there for the the concern, and that was the injury concern. But, long, I mean, he, he's strong, he's balanced, he runs aggressive, he's got the top-end speed. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you say, he's in that All middle right. group of I could like him a lot, but I kind of well, I'll drop don't. another note or two on so. him. The top yeah. six will be I'll exciting. drop another note or two on him in a little bit. My seven is Kamani Vidal, so we've got that there And when it comes to all of these guys. So, again, he could easily end up at eight, and then Jalen Wright get moved up to seven or something else. So I think you and I are going to have a very similar uh, set of players when we talk about our top six. Before we get to that, let's talk a little bit of beverage there, sir. I know you probably haven't been dipping in too much since uh, we got uh, since the last time we talked because I know you're still – fighting the good fight against the junk that comes this time of year i can i can hear it like i sound like a completely different (laughs) Mm -hmm. person on this podcast it's impressive so no it's been just full-on uh hot toddies well i have one more to talk about i actually so you know how you have uh i'm actually i'm gonna pull a pull a little audible here too when it comes to this you know we on uh on untapped you can have your friends beers that they drink too I've got a friend in New York that is just kind of learning about beer. Like, put it this way. Uh, she had the Brewdog Hazy Jane and put a 375 on it. Had the Stash Panda, which we talked about like a year and a half ago, and put a 3.5 on it. So I think her ratings in beer are a little different than mine. Uh, but I will say this. She's got one that I kind of want to try because it just looks like an entertaining name and entertaining beer. And she didn't like it that much, so I'm curious how she comes down on it. But it's called Love Juice from Love Lady Brewing Company. It's an IPA. It's in New England. So curious to give that one a shot if I can uh, find it when I'm over there in New York. I'm going to be popping over there next month for a weekend. But the one that I do want to talk about that I had is one that you would hate you keep doing well, that because sours are coming back dude no they're not they, they were never they here will be here forever you know why people like the tartness you need to get brad people back like on the, the show. summertime tartness i don't know why uh, i'm finding them right now obviously because it's nowhere near the summertime here in february but uh the, the uh, brewery that i go to and do trivia sometimes is called broadleaf and they have one that they do called sour lake is their series so to speak of of sours that they do and they had one they called Star Blaster. And this one had star fruit and had some grapefruit, had uh, a couple different things going on with it. This was the most sour beer I have had in a while. And it just, it, it was really funny because I had my buddy try it as well. And his face was the same as mine. It's like you drink it, and then like about a second later, you do like the, you almost do the pucker face a little bit. It was just, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I gave it a 375. This thing was so tasty. But you've got to get ready for that first hit of sour. It will knock your socks off. So if you're in this area, if you're in around the West Michigan uh, part of things, go to Broadleaf, play some pickleball, get some beer, and eventually maybe we'll be uh, you know getting enough notoriety that they'll you know give us some beer for telling people to get some beer there. Right now, I still pay for it, so still appreciate what those guys do. And they the Sour Lake thing, dude, they they do different versions of it all the time, and sometimes it's an abomination. Like they have tried and failed on some flavors. This one, this one was great. Loved it. So go out there and try sours, people. Prove JP wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. But I tell you what, 
Hopefully I'm feeling better and I can get back in the halftime portion of these shows. Well, I am soon. back on track because, you know, I had uh, I was telling people, like, we're doing this little fitness challenge thing, right? Just weighed in Sunday night, completed, done with it now. So now I can get back to actually, you know, having some beverages. And Sunday night I went from, and don't be wrong, I tell people, like, look, I gamed the system a bit, okay? If anybody listens to this, it was, it was within the rules, but the day of the first weigh-in was the Michigan-Washington National Championship game. So I put about five pounds of beer and food into me, weighed in. The next day was a bit rough, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but I went from like 179 down to 163. So cut the weight down. Yesterday was, yesterday was I felt like a UFC fighter trying to make weight. You know, I barely ate anything um, uh, when I was, hang on, I got I to gotta change that because I screwed that up because we're doing this on Thursday. Sunday, I felt like a UFC fighter trying to cut weight because I just didn't eat anything until the weigh-in. And it got in there and got in at 163. And, you know, hey, so hopefully it helps the team out. But, yeah, that's, that's the random. Point is, I can get back to drinking beer again. I'm pretty happy about that. Who have you got a six? Uh, this is a heartbreaker, Ooh. dude. Don't uh, do it. This could be the best running back in the entire okay. class. But I, I put him at, at six because I don't know that he can be a two-contract player because he's all, he's going on 24 years old. He's already 23 okay. and some change. I got Blake Corum Hating at six, on Blake. Man. I said don't do it, and you did it. I did it. Like I say, I mean, you've, he's he's so explosive mm-hmm. and strong, and I think – Dude, I think he's the fastest running back in this I'll be class. curious to see where he ends up on the numbers. I've seen people projecting him more like a 4-4, but it would not surprise me if he's more like a 4-3. Well, if he runs a 4-4, then I guarantee you he's got the fastest <laughs> 10 Fair, I'll give you that. So, I just, I mean, I feel like we've talked mm-hmm. about him a ton. I don't have a whole lot of negative to say no, about Blake Corum other than he had that mystery right. knee injury that mm-hmm. they don't know. It's the age. And there was the dip in production, but that was just because they're trying to force freedom right. the touchdown yeah, his, record, uh, and everybody knew that Blake was yeah, coming. Yeah, his so yards per carry. Take that he's, with I don't, a I, He's one of the players that I look at the yards per carry and say I'm not as concerned about the dip this year because of how they used him and how everybody knew it was happening. And again, yeah. the dude got he he had the Jerome Bettis Memorial stat line at times where it's like the dude had 18 carries for 35 yards and four touchdowns or something stupid like that. Yeah. I, like I say, he, he could end up being the best one in the class, but out of all the positions, I factor mm-hmm. in age the most with a running back just because, you know, you're kind of hoping that you can get sure. two contracts out of the position. And if he's going to be pushing 30 by the time, well, I guess he wouldn't be because he's not going mm-hmm. in the first round. So it's not like he's going to have a five-year contract putting right. 28 and some change. I think you know he's got I mean? two contracts, but, but I agree with you. Um, either you're way. You're losing two, three years of production on the front end with him. There's no doubt. Or on the yeah. back end, rather. So, you know, I still don't entirely know what that knee injury was. It looked like mm-hmm. he came back fine, but it did look like he, I don't know, it didn't look like he really no. lost anything. The first few games of the year, I thought he did, but then I was like, oh, right. no, he's fine. You know what I mean? And talk about a team player and just, mm-hmm. like, gets it, you know? Like, awesome dude. Yeah, I awesome do feel dude. like Blake Corum, though, shame that on, it, the, shame uh, on the speed aspect is the inverse of uh, of what we've got going on with Trey Benson. Like, I think if you took Blake Corum's first 10 yards and Trey Benson's last 20 yards, you'd have a guy running like a 4-2-5 four, five, four, or something. That would be ridiculous. Be so my six is a guy that also has a chance to move up potentially uh, because he's young. He had the highest grade on PFF for running backs. 
Uh, it's Audric Estime from Notre Dame. This is a guy who's 5'10", 227, if he's actually what they list him at. So this is a, a thick boy, let's put it that way. He also might run more like in the 4.5s, though. So there's a lot of question marks with him from the speed standpoint. That being said, only 20 years old, 18 touchdowns, over 6 yards of carry, Still caught like 17 balls. Definitely a capable of a third down back type thing. Had over 70 yards in every game this season. And this is a dude who's just a load to bring down. He's going to go through arm tackles. He's got quick steps. I, I, I literally wrote on there before I saw the projection. Not sure on top end speed. But he, he can break long runs. It's solid. Listen, this dude's got a lot of good stuff going for him. I just I don't know if he's got the ability to break plays. Like, like he's, he's the guy who's going to get you 10 or 20 yards more often than he's going to get you 40 or 50 yards. Like, he just doesn't seem like he has that top end that some teams really want in a running back. But if you want a bruising back who's going to have just enough shiftiness and just enough out of the backfield to give you some options, I think he's a very good fit. Well, Dan, he's number five for me. So Um, everything you just said, I don't need to reiterate it at all. The only things I would add, and maybe you did say it and I just missed it, yeah, I know you said a big guy. So, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. put he's strong. And dude must live in the weight room because <laughs> he's absolutely um, yeah. jacked. But the, the main other things that I have noted here that I didn't hear you say was I, I love the patience. True. He's a patient runner. Like he's got a little Le'Veon Bell in him with the patience there. And he always falls right. forward. I like that. Like he never gets hit mm-hmm. and goes backwards. And that goes in with the strong and the weight room and this and that. But he's, he's got a little bit, I, I agree with your take on the speed. It's kind of like Trey Benson because he's nowhere near right. as fast. Because Trey Benson can allegedly run in the four threes. This guy's going to be high four fours mm-hmm. or four five ish. But it's got to come in the back sure. end because I don't see like that burst or the quickness mm-hmm. with him. You know what I mean? Which is a shame because that's like Blake Corum's definitely yeah. better to me. But dang, just that's why Blake Corum's higher for me. <laughs> Five for me. You know, you know, maybe maybe I'll just move him. Maybe I'll just move Blake up where he should be. Maybe I don't know. It's tough trying to figure out age. It is. It definitely backs. is. Because it does. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I mean, if you if you talked to most uh, GMs, if and if you if you're gonna say you're gonna pick, let's say you're gonna pick. Any of these guys with your last pick of the, of the second round, you're going to take the guy who's 20 over the guy who's 23 unless there's an insane difference in production. And as much as I love Blake Corman, and he's higher on my list than he's in yours, if I was making that choice, it would be tough to pass up on a guy that you know is going to be younger and has more ability to give you productive years unless you're looking for a Super Bowl this year. Did you just, in a roundabout way, did you just say you disagree with no, your No, that's what I'm list? saying. It's like, I, I also I don't look at it just from a standpoint of uh, how old a guy is versus how young a guy is, and that's obviously a factor. But then when you're starting to look at every team has different needs. There are teams that will take Blake Corum over Audric Estime because Blake Corum is a better player right now, and they are going to win a title in the next two or three years. Whereas other teams that are that are a few years oh, yeah. away are going to take a guy who's 20 that they believe is going to be hitting his stride, so to speak as the team is as well. So, again, two different calculus when you talk about what players are going to go where. But to finish my take on number five that I haven't even started yet, this is where I have Trey Benson right now, which I realize is too high for you, and that's fine. I don't care. He's fast. He's 6'1", 223. So this is the first guy that's actually got a little bit of height in there as well, which is going to help when you look at how the NFL is using running backs these days. He's a guy who can come out. Uh, the one thing I will say, because he's 6'1", he's a bit more of an upright runner than some of these other guys. 
but that's the thing. He's a capable receiver. He's got good hands, good cutback ability. Um, not amazingly shifty, but good enough. 6.5 and 5.8 the last two seasons. So there's a lot of positive stuff. This guy had over 900 yards each of the last two years, and he's also only had like 300 carries. So he's got a lot of, uh, of growing still to do in a good way. And he came back from the uh, the ACL MCL tire seems like pretty well. So still happy with having him up higher than you do because you're hating on boys that I like this year, it seems. Who's four for you? I think we only have a couple guys we might overlap on now. This is going to be interesting. I'm quite curious to see how your top four uh, plays out here, bud. Four for me is the youngest running back in this entire draft. Uh, the mm-hmm. biggest running back in this entire draft. That is Braylon Allen. Uh, from w- mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Um, w- you know, this dude only had 28 receptions this past year, sure. but he looks very, very comfortable mm-hmm. as a receiving back, which is impressive considering how mm-hmm. big he is. The, the, the hardest thing for me to figure out is the yards per attempt being 5.4 sure. consistently two years in a row. You would think as a – 6'2", 245-pound running back. I don't know, maybe it's the speed thing, but I also went and looked up to see what his rumored mm-hmm. 40 time is, and it's a 4'4". Four, if four he flat. runs a 4'4", four, four at 6'2", and 2'45", and I literally put like these question mark exclamation point next to that, if he can run that time, this guy's going to move up everybody's boards because you're looking at that size-speed combo. Here, the, the question I have for that, and this I don't know if you want to call this an apology or an explanation, is... Wisconsin hasn't been the same Wisconsin the last couple seasons. And so I'm not saying that's his fault, but they haven't been churning out the linemen that we're used to seeing from Wisconsin the last couple seasons. And so maybe part of that is, you know, the dude's still average of his. So here's the thing. Braylon Allen had 982 yards this year, right? Running the ball. 682 of those were after contact. I think he was getting hit a lot sooner than you usually expect a running back to get hit at Wisconsin. And that makes it harder to have a higher yards per carry. I mean, when you think about the fact that his yards after contact average was 3.77 and he averaged 5.4, it means that he was getting he was getting more yards after carry than before carry, which is a good sign for a running back. Or for, after contact rather than before, which is it's a good sign. You ready for this last little go note on it. Braylon Allen quick? You know how I, I often go and check out Bruce oh, Feldman's yeah. freak list, right? Yeah. Dude, he power cleaned 406 that's, um, pounds. That's a tall ask. Uh, you know that? what else he did? His 10-yard split is a 1-4-9. Interesting. You know mm. what else he did? He benches 365. I feel like... You know what else? <laughs> what else? You know what else? Is after he bulked up and put on the additional 10 pounds to bring him mm-hmm. to 245, he also got leaner. He went from 11% body fat to 8% That's body fat. That's almost an unhealthy level, so good for him. Uh, yeah, basically, what we're saying is if you wanted to carve out a running back from a piece of marble, you're, you're making Braylon Allen happen, huh? I guess. The guy's right, and so that's the, right, America, so that's the question. Dude. Did he have the production that he had because he's missing something You know, from the like, – because the body's there. Is the brain not quite there and finding holes, stuff like that? It seems like he's – decent with his lateral moves and breaking tackles and stuff like that. but Or is it because he played on a team that's not as good as people usually expect to be running the football? I don't know. 
should be interesting to see what plays out there. But both of us like Braylon Allen, and he could move up boards once we get a chance to see uh, some other some other bits and pieces from combines. And he's already sitting at four for both of us. So this is going to get interesting as we keep coming up here. Who's number three for you? Number three for me is Jalen Wright, man. You're way too there low. There you go. I knew guy. he was coming up sometime soon. Way too low. I told low you he might move up. And yeah, he's. It's, to me, it's between him and Corum. Probably Jalen Wright is the mm-hmm. fastest guy in this, but I definitely think it's between those two. Um, yeah, he, dude, just a really, really good player. Um, he is so balanced. Like when you watch him run, mm-hmm. I can't like that was the most impressive thing to me. Like he would get hit to where he like bounced off from somebody and like falls down and somehow somehow keeps his feet. Like, cradled mm-hmm. the ball and put a hand on the ground and then pops mm-hmm. back up. He got hit one time where he like barrel rolled over top of the <laughs> over the those. back of the defender and landed on his feet like a cat and like just with feet were already moving. And just like what what is going on <laughs> with the balance on mm-hmm. this guy? And like I don't care about the speed. Everything I was like right. I do. Don't get me wrong, I do. What me saying that is just the fact that I kept like I was expecting to go in at this alleged 23.6 mile per hour <laughs> time he was clocked at mm-hmm. in practice and just look for speed. But everything I had seen with him was all vision mm-hmm. and balance that wowed me more than the speed. His vision and his balance were incredible. Like, I, I don't know. That's what stood out more than the speed to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love sure. the guy. Um, the only, the only negative thing that I could really, say about him is you know at 511 210 um i don't know that's fine. yeah it's I, I, you I'm said it, it's fine i guess it's nothing I guess, crazy one way or the other yeah i guess it was just because we talked about a bunch of guys being around 210 to 220 and they were all right. like 589 yeah. and then you talk about braylon <laughs> allen who's a freaking right. Avenger. Yeah, he's a very so. standard running back size. Yeah. No, and again, here's the thing. I I do think Wright almost guaranteed will move up. I just got to figure out how I'm going to shuffle the guys around. I tend not to do it during the show as much as you do. Uh, but I'm already thinking maybe Blake's going to go down a bit. Maybe Wright's definitely going to come up a bit. I might shift some other guys around. And number three for me, which is an insult, I'm sure for you, is Bucky Irving from Oregon. I'm pretty confident you've got him at one, yep. probably because you've been on this guy's you know, train the entire season. But yep. uh, he's 5'10", 195, so he's a bit skinnier than some of the other guys we've had in this list. Four, 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 five ish. Yeah. It's the only knock. Uh, and again, dude is. It's the only knock. Great change of direction. Great hands. He's so good at breaking tackles. Receiving out of the backfield, the guy had 55 catches, which is the most of of FBS. I mean, I know that. Uh, uh, our boy uh, down in the FCS had some more catches, but uh, you've got over a thousand yards the last two years, six point eight, six point four per carry. Uh, I, the only not the only note that I had is: Is he a full time back? Is he a guy that can go three downs for you because of the size and the question of how you're going to use him? That's the only thing that makes me not put him higher on this list. Is can he hold up at the way you want him to hold up? Because he is a little bit trimmer, he's a little bit smaller than some of the other guys in this list. Well, Dan, <laughs> you know what I yeah. wrote down? I'm, I'm going to do my – he's number mm-hmm. one for me. So I'm just going to sure. do the take right now because we're going to be there in two right. seconds anyways. Um, my notes for him said everything, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Then I wrote only weakness is size with a question mark. And then I put dot, dot, dot. And I was like, he's Austin yeah, Eckler. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I thought you were going to say dot, dot, dot. They're like the same size, and they play the same. (laughs) No, I feel like he's Mm -hmm. Austin Eckler. Like, I I really, really like the way this guy plays football, and I'm here to tell you something. While he might – he's not going to be the top-end speed, fastest running back in the draft. Maybe the quickest. He's – the he's hundred percent the most agile yeah. running back mm-hmm. in this draft, one hundred percent. The only running back in here that would be the quickest or quicker or have better burst might sure. be Blake Corum. That's it, and he's pretty darn close to that. Corum, I think, probably has the best burst, but Bucky, mm-hmm. most agile, can do everything. Um, I don't know. He's he's sure. he's my number one guy. Like well, that's why lines. I've got. That's my reason for Blake Corum being number two. I'm kidding. He is number two, but uh, he's probably going to move. I, I love the guy, but I keep forgetting that he's 23, and that's probably part of the problem, right? Uh, obviously, as a Michigan guy, I'm probably being a little bit uh, biased there, so to speak. But this, he's a TD. He's a touchdown machine, man. He's shifty. He's able to cut back. He can run through tackles. He's got great lateral movement. Uh, he's a, more of a north and south guy. But again, at five eight two thirteen, yeah, you get a very much a, like Barry Sanders esque vibes. He's not quite as shifty as Barry. Let's be honest. No one ever has been or will be. I think. But he's you know that compact sort of running back. So definitely a fan of him. Even if I shouldn't be as much of a fan, I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on finding the right spot for Blake Corum because he deserves to be in the NFL. He's going to be a great back. I just don't know where he slots in because of the age question like we talked about. So that's my easy take on number two right there. Who's two for you since you've already had one? As we count bounce around. I'm guessing he's my he's one. Probably your, he's probably your number mm-hmm. He's probably your one. So since he's your one, why don't you go ahead and then I'll try. And he's later. number one with an asterisk because we've got to make sure that he comes back healthy from everything that he had, right? But it's Jonathan Brooks from Texas, which is annoying uh, as a, a, I mean, you probably love it as a Texas guy. That's two years in a row that the the top running back has come out of Texas, which I feel for Jonathan Brooks because he got stuck behind, uh, you know, uh, Bijan Robinson last year. But he showed that he's no fluke at six one two oh seven, probably running in the four fours as well. He's not even twenty one yet. Another young guy in there. So if he comes back from that injury and no one has any questions there, eleven hundred yards this year, had twenty five catches, over six yards of carry. This is a dude who's not afraid of lowering his shoulder. He's explosive, can break tackles, can run through tackles. Obviously fast when you see him out there, but he also is good hands, solid size, good vision. This is a complete running back, and the only reason why anybody has any question marks is he got hurt. Well, yes, he, he got hurt, and then I'd also say he just doesn't have, like I have him at two behind Bucky just for the agility. He's definitely a patient, mm-hmm. vision, dual threat running back, you know, that you know, can play through contact and whatnot, but I, I don't see a lot of the I don't know, the crazy typical like running back juke and jive stuff with him. I like him a lot though, obviously. He's he's my number two. Right, and again, he's back. he's a very good so, running back, so we're not we're not complaining about him. He's probably going to be I I'd say looking at how the NFL uses running backs, Brooks, um Irving Probably Allen, I, I'm going to guess, are going to be. And then Corm. those four guys, in my opinion, are going to be the first four off the board in some order. But I don't think any of them's coming off the board in the first round. None will come off in the first round. Well, the last thing I'll say about Brooks, though, is I love his hands, man. I keep, I just, every time, every time anybody says Jonathan Brooks, I just see the, oh, man, I wish I could remember the game. It might have been the mm-hmm. Alabama game, or might have been the Alabama game. On the left sideline, he had that Ewers, I think, was the one yeah. throwing it. Uh, you never know because you miss some time. But he had that one-handed, mm-hmm. left-handed grab right on the sideline, which was awesome. And then, oh, right, so good. I just I get the flashback <laughs> of it every time. So yeah, so basically the practical upshot of all of this is we walked, we went through all of these guys. Is there's 
a lot to like about a lot of these guys, but there's very few that feel like they are complete and total packages at running back right now. So that's what's going to make it interesting. One of the reasons why, like we said, probably no first rounders in this unlike last year, but so many guys that have the opportunity to contribute depending on whether or not they go to the right team in the right situation. Anything you want to wrap up with here, JP? Yeah, you know, I wish that, you know, I had all the data from the previous years because I didn't write all this down. I know we did last year, but this was the first year where we put, or at least I put mm-hmm. in the age for every everything. I'd be curious to look back. So from my top six running backs here, one, two, three, four of my top six running backs are still sure. 20 years old. Yeah, and I expect that to be a defining characteristic of all of your running backs going forward. Yeah, it may be. I mean, you got Blake, who's definitely right. the outlier in my top six at 23, and then Bucky Irving's mm-hmm. 21. I mean, that's not bad at all. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, that's just wild. I feel like four four guys that are in their tw- that are 20 mm-hmm. still, that's got to be a bit it of an anomaly. It is enticing, and that's part of the fun. One of the reasons why we do this is because we're trying to project where these guys are going to end up. We're going to know a lot more about all of them. Next week at the Combine, which I'm going to be trying to do a little bit of live hits from Indianapolis. We'll see how that all works out. We'll catch you next time. We still have a few position groups to run through. Don't worry about it. We haven't forgotten about quarterbacks. We just They've been talked about so much. We'll give our take next week with DraftCraft. Draft.